Hey guys, Reverend Jess here. If you enjoy this episode, please be sure to share it with a friend. That way we can continue growing the congregation of the Church Absurd. Looking to expand your playlist? Well, Fat Lulz Radio has got you covered. Lose your religion with Reverend Jess and Deacon Sam over on the Church Absurd. Hear nerd culture get dissected on the Fickle Fanboy with RPM. Get drunk at the round table with the designated drinkers. Hear solid and interesting interviews on Unseriously Serious. Do you want to get involved? Send your rant over to the League of Infuriated Nerds. Also, check out the Fat Lulz Radio Associated shows. Get your not-safe-for-work talk radio fix on The Robin Slim Show. Get some life advice from Jerry and Cal on From the Bottom. All of these shows and more await you at Fat Lulz Radio. You can find us on SoundCloud, Facebook, Twitter, and various podcast apps, as well as our website, fatlulzradio.us. HTTP, not HTTPS. We hope you enjoy the smorgasbord of shows we have prepared for you. Fat Lulz Radio, stuff full of entertainment. Hi, I'm Mason. I'm Patrick. And we're from Wicked Peace. And you're listening to The Church Absurd on Fat Lulz Radio. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth. You need to shut the fuck. Do you feel brains? No, we are you mad? Do you feel like most of our brothers get ready? Welcome, brothers and sisters, to the 13th episode of The Church Absurd. I'm your host, Reverend Jess, joined by Deacon Sam. No altar server, Jonathan, today. He was feeling a tad under the weather. Uh, he's still Like a bitch. Yeah, he's still uh, reeling from uh, the shame of having to send bobs. So Yeah. Yeah. So, Sam, how was your week? Uh, it hasn't been too bad. Weather's been nice out today. That's always great. Yeah, it's been like 80 fucking degrees today, and it was like 30 degrees two days ago. It's really fucking strange. Oh, it's going to be in the 30s tomorrow morning, too. It's going to be... I'm so happy I don't have to take Sister Blazes to work in the morning. Yep. Oh, shit. I just want it to stay warm. I think we all do, you know. I've had enough of winter. Winter's bullshit at this point. Even though our winter was kind of fucking mild this year yeah. for sure but uh either way you know at least it's almost over anything interesting happen at work at all besides all that uh running around at work we had to do it's finally over yeah but uh no <laughs> nothing too interesting yeah i can't wait for your coworker to hear the latest episode <laughs> that's gonna be interesting yeah yeah we'll have to uh <laughs> we should do, we should do like a, a weekly call in for her <laughs> I told her that I uh, I told her that I read the response and she was like, "You motherfucker, don't you fucking do that. Don't drag me into this." Right. We should we should like, call well, I didn't use your name. We should call her one day. But uh <laughs> yeah, we should. We, we should. We 100% should. Yeah. Alrighty. Uh folks, you know how the show works. I didn't have anything interesting happen to me this week. I just had a really bad week, but it's uh, been a boring fucking week. Mine has just been fucking nightmarish. Like I I my schedule got fucked up and because of that, I had to work fucking Wednesday night. Wednesday night I was fine, but Thursday night I had only gotten fucking 20 minutes of sleep. So I was just miserable and it was just cunty people all fucking week. So yeah. But we're here. We're queer. Get, get used, used to, to it. it. Uh, you know, we're just, uh, it's time to talk about some cryptids. I mean, you know how the show works, folks. It's time for Unholy Beast, Beast and Blasphemous, Blasphemous Theories. Unholy Beast and Blasphemous Theories. If you've never listened to the show before, this is where we talk about cryptids, conspiracy theories, ghosts, aliens, all the shit that gets the mind moving, the shit that might be out there, the shit that is covered weekly on the X-Files. And they're eating the bananas. Yeah. They're eating the bananas, not like like the gorillas do, though. They're not not breaking them half, they're peeling them. Now, you see, you know, gorillas don't, they don't peel bananas. They smash them or they eat them whole, you know. (laughs) These ones were peeled. (laughs) Oh shit! I can't wait. I, I hope Lonnie like finds the show and listens to last week's episode. Where oh, he's, he, where he, he, he's found the show on Twitter. Where he reads the fucking. Uh, yeah, he's, where he reads the toy box killer tape. Oh man, <laughs> basically yummy. <laughs> oh man, oh, that was rough. I can't wait to see people's reaction to this. I I, I could just see the unfollows pretty soon. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't care though. It's you know you got to push the boundaries like that Howard Stern fellow. <laughs> Oh, shit. Yep. Well, on Unholy Beast and Blasphemous Theories, I think it's only fair uh, that we talk about... These nuts. 
Yes, D's nuts. Uh, it's a strange creature. Legend has it it's located on Deacon Sam's body, but a visual confirmation has yet to be seen. So, all right, I'm interested. <laughs> Could concern me. <laughs> no, what we should talk about is the Pope Lick monster. The uh, fuck you. <laughs> what? The fuck did you just call me? The Pope Lick monster. The- Pope lick monster. Nobody yeah. wants to lick the Pope. Whatever. What well, people don't know some is Christian, some Sam, said, Sam said last year that he was uh, in a Christian boarding school. <laughs> no, 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 military boarding <laughs> school, not Christian. With a Christian uh, preacher there and who called himself Pope. <laughs> and Sam is now the Pope lick monster because he licked the Pope. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> That's no. fake. No, the public monster is a legendary part man, part goat, part sheep creature. Why? <laughs> reported to live beneath a railroad trestle bridge over Pope Lick Creek. Why? In the Fisherville neighborhood of Louisville, Kentucky. Oh, God damn it. Right? Uh, okay, so the urban legend of this thing. Numerous urban legends exist about the creature's origin and the method it employs to claim its victims. According to some accounts, the creature either uses hypnosis or voice mimicry. They're making these owl sounds. God damn it. (laughs) I couldn't help it. I couldn't help it. To lure trespassers onto the trestle and meet their death uh, before an oncoming train. Who? How do you not see an oncoming train? Right. What? Are, what like the voice? I mean, they have lights. The <laughs> voice mimicry. Like what? What? What are they? Saying? <laughs> it's like, hey, hey, stay up there for a minute. <laughs> it's fucking. What is it? What is the dude from Waggy Races? Uh, dastardly. Yeah. Fucking, he's got a chick tied up on the railroad, <laughs> or an owl. <laughs> oh shit. And the owl's peeling the banana. Right. Other stories claim that the monster jumps down from the trestle onto the roofs of cars passing beneath it, yet other other legends tell that it attacks its victims with a blood-stained axe. If I see a sheep creature coming at me with a, a fucking axe... goat creature. With a fucking axe, I'm out. Yeah, no, you're that not is, catching up to me. That is fucking nope of the century Yeah, right unless there. if that thing can carry the axe in its mouth, maybe it can run fast enough to catch you, but if it's on two legs, fuck that thing. It's fucking awkward. I am forever hanging out with somebody from Scotland. That way the sheep creature will be afraid of me. Because <laughs> if he gets near me, he's going to get fucked. <laughs> I'm kidding. Scottish people, if you ever listen to this, we love you. Just and, kidding. Yeah, just kidding. You fuck sheep. That's a bad thing to do. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I had to, you know, when you have a, a you when you have a, a chance to make a sheep joke, you know, you fucking, <laughs> you gotta make it, right? Sheep fell. <laughs> You're supposed to shear the sheep, not shuck them. <laughs> Why is my sheep scared when I unbuckle my belt? What is the deal with that? <laughs> I'm fucking stupid tonight. I don't care, it's worth it. Oh, fuck it. Oh, shit. The sight of the creature is so unsettling that those who see it while walking across the high trestle are driven to leap off. <laughs> yeah, I'd jump if it got me away from the fucking thing. It's a fucking stand-by-me scene where the train's coming. Want to see a sheep body? <laughs> and a goat head. God. Oh, shit. Other legends hold that the monster is a human-goat hybrid and that it was a circus freak who vowed revenge after being mistreated. In one version, it says the monster escaped after a train derailed on the trestle. Another version, commonly told by locals of the area commonly like it's just like a story that goes around it's just like you hear about sheep the fucking sheep man the goat sheep goat sheep (laughs) what the fuck man it's the dumbest fucking thing i've ever read oh shit commonly told by logos of the area claims that the monster is really the twisted reincarnated form of a farmer who sacrificed goats in exchange for satanic powers That's not how Satanism works <laughs> at all. Make my crops grow, Dark Prince. <laughs> oh, shit. I've had a bad season. <laughs> uh, are, we, are we done? With the Seinfeld jokes? I don't know. I guess. Maybe. No, we're not. <clears throat> you know, the other day I made some holy water. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I had uh, water in a pot and I was boiling the hell out of it.
<laughs> Episode 13. Right. We shouldn't have made it this far. <laughs> now I'm just gone. Someone derailed this train. Yeah. <laughs> the legends have turned the area into a site for legend tripping. There have been a number of deaths and accidents at the trestle since its construction, despite the presence of an eight-foot fence to keep thrill-seekers out. Jesus Christ, a sheep couldn't hop that fence. A sheep goat could. Are you sure? Have you tested it? Could climb it? that fucking Has fence. the Mythbusters tested this? Yeah, they probably have. Got into a, a, a debate with one of sister christian's sisters because i said she said whatever floats your goat and i just wasn't having that and yeah. i was like no it's whatever floats your boat that's a callback to episode one. Oh shit yeah it is yeah, yeah no want to call my mom again <laughs> <laughs> mom it's episode 13 okay sweetie we're disappointed <laughs> right she's been listening to the show nice she's uh <laughs> She heard what you said to her after she got off the phone. What did I say to her? Uh, when you were like, uh, I'd like to float her goat or something like that. <laughs> and she's like, he reminds me of the prisoners I work with. <laughs> I'm like, he's just kidding. And she's like, so are they. Doesn't make it less creepy, though. Oh. So in other words, Sam, you're never meeting my fucking mother. <laughs> no. Oh, shit. no, no. All right, so there's a common misconception that the trussle, the trussle is abandoned and no longer used. In reality... Except by a sheep goat. Yeah. In reality, the bridge carries a major rail artery into Louisville. Heavy freight trains cross the bridge several times daily, so it's easy for someone to get caught atop of it. Norfolk Southern Railway uh, urged citizens not to climb the trestle, saying if caught, they would get arrested. They're just like, I just want to see the goat! <laughs> the sheep goat! Yeah, putting that sign up just invites teenagers and other people. You see, the sheep goat is a long-lost cousin of Bigfoot. If I can find him, I can find Bigfoot. <laughs> now, I don't want to hurt the sheep goat. <laughs> I want to love it. <laughs> Deep. <laughs> Oh, shit. The monster was the subject of a 1988 film by Louisville filmmaker Ron Schildknecht. Sh Schildknecht, I guess. Called Legend of Public Monster. 16-minute, $6,000 film. He paid $6,000 for this shit. 16 minutes. <laughs> Premiered on December 29, 1988 at the Uptown Theater. Most of the film was shot at the public trestle. But scenes showing the characters up on the trestle were shot at another safer location. <laughs> It's like, all I can think of is like them filming there and like on the trestle and then just like acting like Wayne's World when like the car was coming when they were playing hockey. It's like, train! <laughs> Game, Game on! on. <laughs> Alright, Northwest Southern Railway officials were very upset about the film as they thought it would encourage teenagers to visit the trestles. They found one scene in particular dangerously misleading. In the scene, the main character, a high school student, narrowly escapes an approaching train by hanging suspended from the side of the trestle. <laughs> In reality, this would be very difficult, as there are a few people that would have the strength to hang on for five to seven minutes it takes for a long train to clear the 772-foot trestle. Yeah, that would fucking suck. Dude, oh my god, like, you ever play Metal Gear Solid 2? No. In Metal Gear Solid 2, you have a grip meter when you're hanging off the side of something, and it just fucking goes. That, that's, that's what I can imagine these poor people that decided to hang off this thing, where they just have a grip meter, and it's just fucking slowly going down. Right? <laughs> Shit. Alrighty. In addition, the vibrations from the train are so strong that the ground beneath the trestle shakes as the train passes, making hanging from the trestle to avoid being hit highly improbable. Has the Mistbusters tested it? <laughs> That's the big question. Yep. Uh, they were worried that the film would add to the death toll. Uh, Norfolk Southern issued a statement read at the premiere which warned of the trestle's dangers and informed the audience that anyone caught on the trestle could be prosecuted for trespassings. Uh, despite the warnings on April 23rd, 2016, so like less than two fucking years ago at this point, a 26-year-old tourist from Ohio... God, you're making us look bad. Stop it. <laughs> died after being hit by the train while searching for the monster. Her boyfriend... Her boyfriend? God. <laughs> survived by hanging on the side of the trestle. So it is possible. Yep. Mythbusters don't need to do it. Right? Uh, the story of the monster was featured on an episode of Destinations, Destination America's Monsters and Mysteries and America's entitled Ozarks. And there is a haunted attraction theme after the tale surrounding the public monster called The Legend at Pope Lick. Located at Pope Lick Park in the parklands of Floyd's Fork. That's a mouthful right there. That is a mouthful. Much like when you lick the Pope. <laughs> yeah, go on down there. You might get mugged. 
Yeah. Anyway, that's the Pope Lake monster. All right. It's fucking interesting. You know, that was, that's a haunting image of a sheep goat running at you, possibly on two legs, absolutely. And possibly with a bloody ax or jumping down on your vehicle while you're driving underneath. Absolutely. That would be fucking horrifying. Absolutely. Sam, what have you brought to the table today? I have 12 Kentucky urban myths. Now, the first one should interest the uh, Bigfoot hunters, because, of course, it's called the Hillbilly Beast. Oh, my God. Yeah, the Hillbilly Beast dates back to (laughs) Daniel Boone's day. The Hillbilly Beast, the (laughs) Boone. The tales describe it as a Bigfoot, a big, smelly Bigfoot. Yeah, right? And it was featured... I knew it. It was featured on the fourth season of History Channel's Monsters. Nice. There's so much Eastern Kentucky Bigfoot shit. Coming soon, we will have uh, Lonnie's Bigfoot Hunting Wikipedia page. We'll have have that to read for you. Right, exactly. All right. Second is the legend of Hot Rod Haven dates back to the 50s. My pappy said, son, you're going to drive me to drink, and if you don't stop going to Hot Rod Haven... (laughs) All right, Commander Cody. Hey, what can I do? I mean, that's a good song. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, I know it is. Uh, young couple speeding, yada yada, crashed and died. Um, apparently, the girl can still be seen walking along the road, searching for something like you know necklace or some shit she lost in the accident. Maybe one of her bones is still out there and it's keeping her you know, here. We need to get the Winchesters on this. <laughs> get them some salt, right. a couple shotguns. They'll take care of it. <laughs> All right. Well, the Kentucky legends like Sleepy Hollow don't involve the headless horseman, but a creepy hearse. A hearse? Yeah. It uh, runs people off the road. You hear ghostly cries. just appears randomly. Can I be real with you for a second? I've always wanted to own a hearse. Right? Like, like non, non-ironically. And like, but like, I wouldn't want one of those like ones that you see like nowadays. I would want like the classic, yeah, the fucking old, ones. the fucking caddy. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Because like, it just has that spooky vibe to it. And what can I say? I'm a spooky, edgy cunt. So <laughs> now, <laughs> spooky, edgy cunt, spooky, edgy cunt. Yeah. All right, keep uh, going. Well, still, um, some people also say that the cries being heard are from Crybaby Bridge. And they sound like this. Do they? Yes. Because it was women throwing sickly or unwinded children off the sides to their death. I have a date with a six-year-old boy. (laughs) You've been waiting to use that one. Yeah, I have been. Drivers claim to enter the road at one time and exit the road hours later and not knowing what happened. Like lost time, huh? Yeah. Right on. Yeah, right. I mean the the whole thing probably with, the meth. Well, no, is like like the whole thing with like like lost time. A lot of people assume that that has to do with aliens. You know what I mean? Like you fucking like when you lose time, it's you you're abducted and shit. It was like yeah, I, I don't know. If yeah, that, I drove I, out by Crybaby Bridge and like it was like five when I got there and then come out and it's like I, I'm pulling across the road and it's one in the morning. My ass hurts. <laughs> The truth is out there. The truth is out there. But the truth is not in an anal probe. Right. Why? Why would they go for the ass? I don't know. I used to have to wear a a patch for ADHD on my ass, because apparently that was where you got the best circulation. (laughs) Anal deficit. Called Daytrona. Anal deficit hyperactive disorder. (laughs) You didn't have to, like, put it on the whole, you know, just wear it on the side of the cheek. Yeah. Leave that. Forget to take that shit off, though, and you're up for like two days straight. Wow. Yeah, that was eighth grade. Fuck me. God damn. All right. Well, in northern Kentucky, there's the Cody Railroad Bridge. Uh, there's severe flooding there a lot, and it's rumored, rumored that uh, a woman drowned or committed suicide during the flooding. Now, there's gates automatically closed with a stop sign during flooding. They came too late, though, as supposedly a woman's voice can be heard crying crying and calling out during floods. Edgy cunt. <laughs> and then they eat the All right. Well, there's a ghostly police officer that patrols the Narrows Road in Erlanger. He only haunts black people. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. He's from the he's from the 50s, so. Yeah. 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 He was hit by another vehicle during a traffic stop. Now he pulls people over in the same vehicle, but it all disappears as he walks to the car. 
He said sometimes he talks to people when he pulls them over, but still just disappears. You know why I pulled only you ta- over? He only really talks to the white ones. <laughs> right. It's like it's like it goes like you're like license and registration, you start reaching your glove box and he's just fucking gone. You're just like, How did I sweet talk him? What the <laughs> <Yeah>. fuck? <laughs> what did I do right here? <laughs> it's like fucking super troopers where they look up and the cops are gone and they're in the car. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot wait to see Super Troopers too. I don't know. I'm I'm still on the fence about it. Oh, eat a dick. Just see it. If if not even pay for it, download it. Here's the thing. Sequels to comedies, especially after a long period of time, rarely work out. I know, but still, it's going to be fun. Yeah. We'll we'll have to see. It's it'll be it, it might not be great, but it'll be fun. Right. I mean, the first one was not a fucking Oscar winner, Oscar winner by any means. Yeah, but. but it's it's such a cult status. It's the same thing when like Boondock Saints two came out. Like Boondock Saints two, they went more for the comedic aspect of it and everything like that, which is fine because the first one, the first film is very funny. Yeah. But like the second one is just not nearly as good Tried as the first too hard. one. Yeah. yeah. No, the second one doesn't hold up at all. I mean, don't get me wrong; it's still watchable, but you know what I mean, like. I don't have any, like, really exciting, like, feelings about the third one. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's a third Boondock Saints? It's been in, like, work for a long time. Oh, God. I'm waiting for them to finally kill off uh, Daryl Dixon on Walking Dead, and then we'll, maybe we'll see Boondock Saints 3. Yeah. Uh, because, like, he's so fucking busy with that that, you know, he doesn't have any fucking time. Yeah. Especially because there's, like, one of the few characters left. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> few originals assuming he's still alive i haven't watched the show in a long time so he yeah, could he could have died a long time ago and it's funny because everybody's like if daryl dies we riot there was no riot so if he did die you all are fucking liars so y'all are bitches like everybody else oh shit oh shit, oh, shit. he's calling you out yeah i'm blast if you like the walking dead, you like that if you like the walking dead you're a bitch okay we all bitches rick's a bitch carl's a bitch coral is coral's a bitch <laughs> Andrew is a bitch. The governor's a bitch. Negan's a bitch. We all bitches. The walkers are bitches. <laughs> anyway. All bitches. All right. Well, here's a shout out to the goat man that lives underneath the trestle and calls out in a childlike voice for help. Already heard about that. Nope. Yeah. And then he became the lead singer of Rush. <laughs> oh, come on. Oh. <laughs> uh. All right, Ellesmere, Kentucky. There is the Allendale Trailer Park, and behind it is the Allendale Train Tunnel. Man hung himself from a hook by the tunnel. Apparently, his ghost still swings over there, and he he screams. He's a swinger. Yeah, he's a swinger, (laughs) and uh, he can scream while being strangled with a rope. So that must be a plus for that kind of situation. (laughs) God damn it! (laughs) The the pause waiting for that just made it worse. All right, Lambs Ferry Road in Ryland, Kentucky, in a dark, desolate area. The twin train tunnels designed by L&N Railroad, now CSX, back in the 1930s. Sex? CSX. Sex? Sex, yes. <laughs> in the 1930s, someone was hit and killed. They say he might have been connected to the railroad, might not, was just walking, got hit and killed. And now he walks around scaring people as a ghost, carrying a lantern sometimes, sometimes not. Fucking, fucking exciting right it would be terrifying if like he, like I'd say if he has the lantern it's creepier you know what I mean especially cause like you see the light going through him like that yeah it'd be fucking creepy as shit well Iroquois Park in Louisville which I'm kind of familiar with uh it's a woodland gym in the heart of the south end you know a lot of forests, bike trails, hiking paths, walking paths, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But in the 1800s, a settler and his wife lived there. And while the settlers, you know, the husband was gone, the Indians attacked and they killed the dog and then beheaded the women. And apparently one of the women can still be seen walking around carrying her severed head. Bad day. Bad day. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hogan's Fountain in Louisville's Cherokee Park. I actually remember this there. I, remember, I used to... Now let me tell you something, brother. Oh, damn it. <laughs> Hulk Hogan's Fountain. <laughs> well, it's Pan. And it, a lot of people have reported Pan taking a stroll at night. But it's Louisville, so drugs. Yeah. 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 I'm taking a stroll, brother. I'm going to be taking out the macho man, Randy Savage. Take I'm him for a, go- a walk in the park. I'm a ghost. He's a ghost. <laughs> this week at WrestleMania, brother. <laughs> there won't be any black people, hopefully. <laughs> Near the witch's gravesite, another dark spirit looms known as the Pilot's Knob Watcher. 
<laughs> yeah. I'm a pilot. Leave my knob alone. <laughs> Stop watching my knob. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Pilot's knob watcher. Sam, why don't you come over here and take your pants off? <laughs> Let me show you my pilot's knob. God. <laughs> All right, go on. All right, so apparently it's a, it's a presence that looms around trying... Either it's the presence of a girl, you know, a dead girl, or it's a spirit trying to snap... It's a uh, presence trying to snatch children's spirits away. I have a date with a six-year-old boy. That's actually true. All right. <laughs> a lot of local residents are kind of hesitant to even talk about it in Pilot Knob Cemetery. Wow. Yeah. It's, that is fucking interesting. I know it doesn't seem like I'm interested, but I actually am. In the, uh, in the 1900s, a woman and her six-year-old daughter were accused of witchcraft. Their trial was foregone. Instead, the townsfolk burned them at the stake in the 1900s. Now, the 1600s, that's forgivable. You know, I mean, everybody had witch-burning fever, but the 1900s? <laughs> Come on, man. They feared repercussions of their judgment and took precautions to prevent the child from returning. The child lays in a steel-lined grave, but the dirt was replaced by concrete and steel. They then put an interconnecting cross fence so that her spirit would be trapped within the borders. The fence is wrought iron. It looks like it has several spots to be pushed out from the inside by something strong. And small footprints can often be seen by the grave as well. The child witch is supposed, she, she can supposedly pull people down into her grave. That's, that's, that's fucking metal as shit, yeah, dude. No, that, was, that was by far the best one. That's straight out of a fucking King Diamond album, man. <laughs> like, that's awesome. Fuck yeah. Like, seriously, man, King Diamond, if you're listening, fucking make that shit into an album. Seriously. <laughs> I want to hear that shit, man. Fucking, and make it sound like them. If it sounds like them, I'll fucking buy the album. Because, you know, them is fucking incredible. Got a notification for new Judas Priest music the other day, and I was like, nope. Yeah. But King Diamond's always oh, yeah. good. I mean, shit, like, fucking look at this, listen to this shit. Got an 80s sound for, like, the 80s metal. But then you get the vocals. Alright. Random King Diamond break, but I know Anthony's not complaining. He fucking loves King Diamond. Oh, shit. So, last thing we should cover. What do you think it should be? Oh, I don't know. I may have a conspiracy theory, Sam. Alright, let's hear it. You're not a Trump supporter. No. No, I'm not. You don't agree with what he's saying, huh? Not a goddamn thing. Do you think his hair is real? Not a goddamn way. It's not. Really? He has a very specially made hair piece. Oh, do tell. There's been rumors circulating that his hair piece. is made partially from Adolf Hitler's chest hair. Oh. Partially. Just the roots. Oh. Oh. What you don't know about Hitler is he was heavily involved in the occult. Yes. Yes, he was. He was a explorer of the hollow earth theory and shit like that. Not to mention types of psychological warfare that could be supernatural in nature. What some people don't know is that when Hitler's possessions were confiscated by the U.S. military, they found a Necronomicon. Really? Yes. Bound in human flesh. And a certain page was earmarked and it was for transferring your soul into, you know, the smallest part of yourself. Right? No. Also among his possessions was a small jar containing his chest hair. Now, it's not confirmed. 
But it is possible with all these anti-Mexican, anti-Muslim, anti-black things that are going around with his followers and administration. Yeah. That Donald Trump may be Hitler reincarnated. No. Yeah. Fuck. I knew it. But what are we going to do? It's not long before he's on about the Jews again. God damn it. Make America Guten again? <laughs> We're going to be right back on the Church Absurd. <laughs> Falsco has an ad. <laughs> God damn it. Oh, shit. 100% true. Yep. Legit. Yeah. It has to be. It's on the internet. It's It has to be true. We just put it on the internet. Yeah, there you go. Uh, so we're going to be right back on the church of CERT. <laughs> Bosco has an ad. I'm not entirely sure what it's for, but, uh, you know, Buy we're going to find out. Buy it. Yeah, exactly. Fill the void with mindless consumerism. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So we'll be right back on the church of CERT. Hey, are you a Trump supporter? Do you hate them damn Muslims who are invading our country? What about them damn Mexicans? Are you sick of them damn liberal snowflakes? Well, guess what? We have a fantastic new product called the Alt-Right Crate. Falsco's new Alt-Right Crate comes with a pack of hollow point bullets, a collection of ethnic shooting targets, a book of racial slurs, a Zach Hudak CD, and a white is right bumper sticker. Pick up one of Falsco's new Alt-Right Crates today because everything is gonna be alright, alright, alt-right. And we are back to the church absurd. Sam, are you going to get yourself an alt-right crate? Uh, naturally. Yeah, uh, of course, I mean, right? <laughs> gotta gotta have all that. I really like that it comes with a, a pack of hollow point bullets. That's really awesome. <laughs> really, really helps out with self-defense. Exactly. Against, you know... Yeah, and other, other people, and the fact that it comes that with white. the fact that it comes with a, a Zach Hudak CD that's fucking awesome. So, <laughs> hey, fuck you, Zach Hudak. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. So, speaking of shit that's fucked up, I think it's time for everyone's favorite segment. What do you think? That time. You think it's that time? It's that time. It's that time. Up, man. That's right, folks. It's time for Wow That's Fucked Up. This is where we look at fucked up shit and make fun of it. And we're going to hell today. How are we going to hell today? Yeah. Last you, week was pretty bad. Yeah. You like Bjork? I just know the name as a meme. I don't know any of his shit. She wore a swan dress. She had that song where it was like, jump, only jump, and shit like that. Yeah, I, I don't know that. Yeah, it's Bjork. But, I thought uh, Bjork was a man. No, nah, she's, she's a woman. That's she's, how little she's I know. She's a woman, baby. Yeah, That's but, how little I know about Bjork. Some people like her just a tad too much. As with any celebrity. This is the story of Ricardo Lopez. All right. He was a very troubled man who decided that he was going to uh, keep a video diary in which he documented his obsession with Bjork. Hello, my name is Ricardo Lopez, it is January 14th, 1996. How old were you? <laughs> I was four. In January of 96? Yeah, four. Right on. I was three, because I was born in December of 92, so... Oh, I'm November '92. Oh, fuck you. Then you weren't. You weren't oh four. wait, no. You were no. three, bitch. <laughs> yep, yep. I was three. Yeah. Today's my birthday. I'm 21. And I'm coming to get some Bjork. Right. <laughs> I'm trying to jump. You feel me? <laughs> Hollywood, Florida. A young fan, Ricardo Lopez, begins a video diary, a chronicle of his obsession with rock singer Bjork. These haunting videos, recorded over a year, provide a rare and frightening glimpse into the private fantasies of a stalker. He was a stalker. Oh, no. He uh, found out her address, sent love letters, packages, shit like that. You ever cut off anything and send it to her? Uh, no. Oh. <clears throat> no. He, um, say yes. Yeah, he fucking went absolutely batshit for Bjork. And I don't get it. 
bonkers for Bjork. She's very plain. You know what I mean? Like, she's nothing special. Like Amish paradise yeah, kind of plain. Exactly. Exactly. She's, she ain't very quaint, so please don't point and stare. But, uh, yeah, he uh, he recorded over 24 hours of footage. God. Okay, so naturally we're not going to look at the whole shit. Yeah, thank God. Recorded over a year, provided rare and frightening glimpse into the private fantasies of a stalker. With celebrity stalkers, oftentimes they are more psychotic than other stalkers. They have had a break with reality. They create their own internal, idiosyncratic, private, bizarre reality. I'm going to show you who I am. In the end, there is no other way to understand the stalker than to see the world through his eyes. Lonely. So eventually, he bought a gun. Yep. Sensible thing to do in his condition. But he found out that Bjork was dating somebody. And... That just wouldn't do for Ricardo. He just wasn't ha- Ricardo just wasn't having that shit. Ricardo, no likey. We need to make that T-shirt. So he decided to send her a mail bomb. Ah. And the bomb, the way it was set up, was acid was going to explode onto her, forever disfiguring her, possibly killing her. When she opened it, he took it to the post office, came home, covered himself in body paint, and shaved his head. As, yeah. you, as you do. Yeah, as you do. As is Canadian tradition. And uh, he decided he was going to sit in front of his camera for one last time. Morning, for, as soon as the manager leaves, I'm going to uh, do it. I'm waiting, though. Okay, it's time. Now, you may be wondering, what happens next? <laughs> Take a guess. He is sitting in a room, psyching himself up, listening to the woman who scorned him. He's covered in body paint. And he has a gun. And his head is shaved. What did he say? I don't know. (laughs) I have no fucking clue. Yeah. But, uh... Kill confirmed. <laughs> oh, God. You're the fucking chotch of the week again. Right? Jesus. Uh, I have to say, seriously, though, fuck this guy. And yeah. it was funny because it was all for nothing. She didn't even get the package. It was intercepted, everything like that. So, fuck this guy. You know, it's and it's it's a good thing. It's a good thing that he's dead. I'm, I'm glad that he's dead because... Yeah. Here's the thing. There's nothing wrong with uh, being in love with a celebrity. It happens all the time. But when you take it to that level, it's fucked up. And you end up on this segment. (laughs) Wow, that's fucked up. Exactly. Mission failed. We'll get him next time. (laughs) Alrighty. So, fuck yeah. Alright. He is fucked up, son. I think we should get a little more fucked up, though. Bring it. Let me ask you, Sam. Do you recognize this? Yep. So long and good night. Oh, yeah. Good old My Chemical Romance. Yep, good old radio station music. In all honesty, though, like, props to them for getting where they got to. You know what I mean? Because this is back when like they were first starting out and everything like that. This is their second album. It's good, good shit. And this song blew the fuck up. Yeah. And they got a huge fan base out of it. Which is could be a good thing, could be a bad thing, if you look at it certain ways. Because let me tell you, Sam. Tell me. The world of fan fiction... Is, Forever. Is... Disturbing. (laughs) (sighs) This is a story about Frank. Tell me about Frank. From My Chemical Romance. 
and Gerard Way. All right. It's a story of Frank wanting to die. Okay. So he sends Gerard a message and he says, I need you to kill me because I'm too pussy to do it myself. And Gerard says, I'll do it only if I can fuck your corpse afterwards. Okay. So naturally, you know, the man he's trusting to end his life had simply signed his name as G. He arranged for them to meet at a fancy restaurant to get to know one another, make sure Frank was serious about wanting to die. Gerard wasn't a murderer, he'd said, but he was a sadist and a necrophile with a major fetish for gore. So they had this conversation, and it's confirmed that Frank does indeed want to die. So they have food and... Then the fun begins, Sam. Oh. Let's do this. <laughs> God. Gerard pays the bill for their food, then leads Frank out to a car. They probably cost more than Frank's house. They ride in silence to Gerard's house, and Frank feels no hesitation for what's about to happen. He feels an odd sort of peace. Now, Frank is covered in tattoos, and Gerard can't help but marvel at them as the man stands naked before him. It's sad that he's going to be destroying them, really but it's simply unavoidable. Gerard ties Frank up in intricate bondage, the smaller man's breath hitching with every wrap of the rope. Gerard lays Frank back on a flat metal table and to start with, seeing the restrained man looking up at him with wide eyes as he grabs a gag and places it in the sub's mouth, tightening the strap. Gerard reaches for the first knife, watching Frank's pupils dilate at the side of the blade. It's too late to go back now, though it doesn't seem to like Frank to want to stop anyway. Gerard starts by tracing the tip of the knife along Frank's torso, scraping his nipples with the flat of the blade, digging in just right above his crotch. Alright. Finally, after a while of teasing scrapes and pricks, comes the first cut on Frank's chest. Not very deep. Gerard continues making shallow cuts all over the ink skin of Frank's chest, watching how the man sobs when the blade gets particularly close to his nipples. Uh. Gerard reaches Frank's tummy and starts simply doodling with the knife tip, pressing in every little bit to make a shallow prick. He looks down to see that Frank is fully erect now, obviously, obviously enjoying the torture. Obviously. Gerard grabs a second knife, this one smaller, more precise, and pricks Frank's nipple, causing the bound man to scream through the gag. He's decided he's done, en he's done enough playing and begins to touch Frank's dick while pressing the knife teasingly against his taint, uh, pricking a little bit but not enough to bleed a lot yet. Yet. Gerard finally decides it's time to suspend Frank, uh. takes the rope and ties him to the rig he has set up, turning him upside down. It's a beautiful sight. Blood dripping from the tattooed man's body onto the tarp below his, his face goes red from the blood pooling there. His hair standing out from his head due to gravity. Gerard looks at Frank, takes the gag out of his mouth. He says, I want to make you come before you die. Can you do that for me? He asks and Frank nods. Gerard gathers up some spilled blood and makes a cut in Frank's forearm to gather more from then moves his hand to Frank's hole, pressing one finger using the blood as lube. Oh. Frank lets out a whimper, and Gerard quickly goes up to two, then three fingers, pressing oh. on Frank's prostate every time he thrusts in. Oh. Are you close? Gerard asks. What a nice guy. <laughs> yeah, please. Oh. Frank whines. Gerard starts pumping Frank's dick and removes his fingers from him. Reaching instead for the largest knife, he can tell from Frank's breathing he's getting close, and he hopes this works. He presses the knife against Frank's throat, and as soon as he breaks the skin, Frank gasps and shudders, coming from the sensation of his throat being sliced open. It doesn't take long for him to bleed out into a bucket that Gerard has specifically placed under him for this. He, un he unties the dead body and lays it back on the table, moving the legs apart and grabbing the bucket of blood. He unzips his pants and pulls out his cock, touching himself for the first time this evening. He smears blood all over the body's now relaxed asshole, followed by his own prick, and then presses into the still warm cavity and starts to fuck in and out. He grabs one of the bigger knives, cuts open the body's belly so he can see his dick moving back and forth in the intestines. Oh, The dear sight fuck. making a mono out loud. 
He reaches up to the body's neck that's sliced open and sticks his hand inside, feeling the ligaments and blood vessels he's severed. His eyes roll back in his head as he comes, and it feels like it lasts forever. He's shaking so hard that he can barely keep upright by the time he's done. He pulls out, does his pants back up, looking down to see blood and semen leaking from the open hole of the corpse's ass, and decides that maybe this is something he should do again. God, I knew I should have gotten booze. Oh, okay. Do you think they've they've read this story? The guys from NCR? Oh my god, that's horrifying. Right? Someone wrote that. Why? That's worse than the Jeffrey Dahmer one. Yeah. God damn Jesus it. Jesus Christ, man. Ah. Well, you know, at least there was a corpse in this one. Yeah, I think the Jeffrey Dahmer one was this gay smut. This one was gay murder smut. Yeah, this was necrophilia. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's fucked up. Wow, that's fucked up. Oh, shit. Sam, I need to cheer up. Do you need to cheer up? Always. What do we have? It's time to cringe. Oh, yeah. That's right, folks. It's the Cringe Corner. This is where we look at cringy shit and try not to cringe. But we're going to cringe. Yeah, that exactly. That fucking story made me cringe. Right. Oh, God. No. Still really from that. Here's the thing, Sam. Drugs. Yes. Drugs. Please. Drugs, drugs, Please. drugs. Please. Yes, yes. We shouldn't do them. Oh, fuck you. We shouldn't smoke cigarettes. We shouldn't do any type of drug whatsoever. Are we supposed to be Mormon? And luckily, they were kind enough to give us PSAs. I mean, yeah. Our, oh, God, they were so stupid. But sometimes the PSAs are just so fucking ridiculous. Yeah, they are. This is called Serial Farter. Okay. Well, it's true that I fart, but I wouldn't call myself a farter. I'm a social farter. I really only do it when I'm out with my friends that fart. We hang out, we drink, we dance. Just have some fun being together. Farting. Sometimes I'll use farting as an excuse to meet a guy. Do you want to go outside for a fart? Yeah. We talk. Fart. Just because I fart at parties now and then, it doesn't make me a farter. <laughs> social smoking is as ridiculous as social farting. Oh, god damn it. Here's the thing. If someone wants to smoke socially, that's fine. It's their, it's their fucking body. But secondhand, but secondhand farting. <laughs> now what happens when you want to quit your social farting? There's a build-up. Well, there's a sequel to this one. Oh, God damn it! No! I didn't call myself a farter. In my head, I was a social farter. <laughs> She's learned a lot since we've last seen her. Yeah. <laughs> She's been through some shit. Tough, tough journey. I only farted occasionally. But then one night, after being out at the bar, I came home with the smell of fart in my clothes. <laughs> God. It does linger sometimes. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And my boyfriend called me out. Kick in really, you know. Yeah. For breeze, it yeah, helps. For, yeah. I realized one fart had turned into two and then three and before I knew it, I was farting all night long. <laughs> Oh, oh shit! <laughs> you know, me too. Yeah, <laughs> because you know Taco Bell. I mean, yeah. it just does it to you. There's not I even woke up in the morning here. craving a fart. <laughs> <sighs> Same. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you just wake up and you're just like, "Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, that's a good one." So, last week, I decided to quit farting for good. Good luck. Yep. It's been a lot harder to stop than I thought. <laughs> you have to fart 
Because if you don't, your intestines will explode. Yeah, it's unhealthy to hold it in. God damn it. Now this this one says finding it hard to quit social farting, social smoking. Try our tips and tools. Use some Pepto-Bismol. <laughs> Try the tips of their tools. Exactly. Exactly. So social farting, Sam, do you do it? I mean, I, I fart everywhere. Exactly. Yeah, there is no stopping it. You're the Johnny Cash of farting. You've been everywhere. <laughs> I farted everywhere, man. I fart everywhere, man. I fart everywhere, man. Cross the deserts there, man. I break the mountain air, man. <laughs> Yep. Oh, shit. But sometimes social farting's not enough. No. Sometimes you turn to crack. Oh. And who <laughs> That's better a pretty to, big jump. And who better to tell us about crack than Pee Wee Herman? No. Oh, my. A special public service announcement. Now, this one starts off really creepy because it's like all black and dark and there's like a single spotlight. And then it's Pee-wee. It looks like it might be Rod Sterling. This is crack. Rock cocaine. It isn't glamorous or cool or kid stuff. Crack for isn't fucking adults. Crack isn't kid stuff? I could have sworn it was. Yeah. I've been giving my child crack for years. <laughs> God. It's so fucking weird, man, to see Pee-wee just in this is crack. It's the most addictive kind of cocaine, and it can kill you. What's really bad is nobody knows how much it takes. So every time you use it, you risk dying. I'm sure there's a lot of people that know how much it takes, like the crackheads that still live. Dying? He said the word of the day! <laughs> it's crack! It worth it. Look, everybody wants to be cool, but doing it with crack isn't just wrong. You could be dead wrong. <laughs> it says, don't even try it. And that's what happened to Pee Wee Herman. He got on the crack. And that's why he jerked off in a movie theater. <laughs> Did he? Yeah, dude. Oh. Yeah, dude, he got, he got busted jerking it in a movie theater. And this is what happened. To what movie? It was just some fucking adult movie. You know what I mean? Uh, Debbie Does Dallas. I don't fucking know. But yeah, he fucking totally like got caught jerking it. So they're just like, do a drug PSA. It'll help your image. Yeah. And so he sat in the middle of a fucking room. This is crack. Rock cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> it isn't glamorous or cool. You know? God. Shit, dude. <laughs> fucking Pee Wee Herman, man. Yep. Did not know that. Learn something new every day. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Don't ever do crack, kids. <laughs> or Pee-wee will jerk off in front of you. <laughs> oh, Pee-wee will he's, he'll Weinstein you. <laughs> Weinstein. He'll Louis C.K. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ, man. Oh, dead careers. Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. Alrighty, so now on the cringe corner, what we're going to look at, child singers. Oh. This is a man named Jacob Sartorius, and he's terrible. It is literally the worst song in such a, so many ways. It's just so fucking stupid and fucking dumb, and like anybody that like falls in love with this kid is ridiculous. So let's listen to some of this right, bullshit. Yeah, this sounds like real guitar. Chilling with air no makeup with some sweatpants on. You know I can always be that guy. You can hear about me all night long. He's gonna be that guy, chill with a hair tie. No How makeup. How old is this kid? He's like thirteen. Ah. But I think you need something to think of me, something that will keep you. Is that a Muslim girl? No. Oh, 
parents don't encourage this behavior from your children. Right, and he says we'll be together till the end. What, the end of the fucking school year? Because hmm. that's how long these relationships last. No one ever says, oh, I got together with, with them when I was 13. <laughs> oh, shit, man. It's, it's just fucking terrible, man. This is like fucking Justin Bieber for the new generation, man. Yeah. It's really fucking terrible. And it's, <laughs> it's just, oh, God, man. I can't do it. I can't fucking do it. One thing I have to say about this kid, like the one thing that I have to say about this kid is at least it, the shit is professionally made. <laughs> there right. are some people that want a singing career and they film it with a shitty webcam. <laughs> yeah. This is SpongeBob style. Our YouTube, this is SpongeBob style and parody to Gangnam style. Oh. The animated SpongeBob. Is here today. What is it, live action SpongeBob? <laughs> As opposed to the live action SpongeBob? <laughs> That'd be a freaky thing to see. That'd be terrifying. SpongeBob is the best. He's the bomb. He almost exploded into pieces from the pie. Every time Scooter says something really rude, SpongeBob really likes it too. SpongeBob is the boss. He's better than. No, he's not. He's a fry cook. <laughs> He's not the boss at all. Mr. Krabs is the boss. And Patrick Star Patrick retarded. <laughs> Patrick's retarded. <laughs> Even though he's still awesome. Swiss awesome. He does karate and then karate chops Sandy in half. You better know that Swiss Bob is the awesomest. Yeah. Yeah. He cooks patties and sells them to the West. Yeah. Yeah. The dancing is so awkward. What? Oh, but SpongeBob style. SpongeBob style. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, SpongeBob style. That's his O face for life. <laughs> oh. Gonna oh. take her own show. My O. O. O face. Oh. Fuck it. Dude. It's fucking ridiculous, man. I don't know. I don't. I, 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 the fucking YouTube is a terrible thing sometimes. Yeah, it really is. Alrighty, folks. And after drug PSAs and YouTube kids, I think we've had enough of the cringe corner today. What do you think, Sam? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm good on it. Right. <laughs> so uh, we're gonna be right back on the Church Absurd. Falsco has a new, another ad, so naturally, you know, because they pay us for advertiser space, they pay us five cents. Consume. So. Yeah. Consume. So this is for the alt-left crate? All right. Okay. Uh, all right, all right, all left. <laughs> conflicting ideas right here, but okay. We'll be right back on yeah, the church. Don't take anybody. Yeah, we'll be right back. Just like your mom. Yeah, we'll be right back on the church absurd. Taking all comers. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> hey, did you vote for Hillary? Are you sick of the patriarchy and that racist totalitarianine sexual offender in the White House? Well, we're proud to present the Alt Left Crate. It comes with a pack of hair dye, a pink hat, a book of insults to call racists, a down with the patriarchy bumper sticker, an Amy Schumer CD, and an Antifa wristband. Stick it to those fucks in the White House and tell them that you won't take it anymore with the Alt Left Crate. Don't want to buy it? Are you sexually assaulting me? right now i'm gonna call my fucking lawyer buy the alt left crate or i'll see you in court bitch and we are back to the church absurd your host reverend joe's joined by deacon sam so yeah. you gotta get an alt left crate yeah might as well get the whole set really confused facebook <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> zuckerberg is an android <laughs> all righty well folks because alter server jonathan is not here you know, I don't think we should play a game this week. I'll tell you where he's not. Here. Safe. Yeah, right. He's still going to get fucked over somehow. <laughs> he's sick. He's going to wake up. We're going to be standing over him, squirting some water on his forehead and sticking a 9-volt battery to Inch, it. Right. You lost, John. Right. <laughs> right. I'm just going to call his mom and just be like, dude, we should call his mom one day for the podcast. No. <laughs> like, what do you think? Come on. You're, uh, you're on recording right now. Let's let's hear it. Right. Exactly. 
Alrighty, folks. I think that's going to do it for this episode of The Church Absurd. We did, we did a little small one this time, but that's perfectly fine. Yeah, that's all right. Size doesn't matter sometimes. <laughs> sometimes you just don't last as long as you used to. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, but yeah. breast assured, next week... I'll breast just, assured? Yeah. Okay. Breast assured. Okay. Breast assured, ne- nipple week will be right <laughs> Next week we'll be back with a full-fledged episode. Alter Shaver Jonathan a will be fully back. fully erect episode. A fully, you know, all 12 inches of <laughs> be a 12 minute long episode. <laughs> oh shit, we just do everything super fast. <laughs> On only bees, there's cryptids. Okay, uh, wow, that's fucked up. Wow, that was really fucked up. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, cringe corner. I'm cringing, you know. <laughs> Game time. John loses. <laughs> John, do karaoke. <laughs> Alrighty, so. <laughs> yeah. As always, check out the Facebook, facebook.com slash Radio, as well as the Twitter, at FatLulzRadio, and on, on Instagram, uh, at Radio Pods, And at HangryPitbull. And at RevJess underscore FL Radio. Uh, if you know, that's our personal Twitters. Uh, John claims that his is Meme Machine 83, but that doesn't exist, so he's a fucking liar. Punk-ass bitch. Right, exactly. Uh, if you want to... St- if you uh, get a chance, uh, do me a favor. Share his Bob's picture from oh, last, yeah. from, uh, last we'll, uh, week's we'll episode. We'll put it back out there. Yeah, exactly. I, I shared it with the fucking episode. <laughs> <laughs> fucking spam that shit. Yeah. Send it to all your friends and just be like, this me. I woke up like this. <laughs> uh, Hashtag no makeup. Exactly. And uh, check out the other shows on the network. Designated Drinkers, The Fickle Fanboy with RPM. Unseriously Serious Podcast, as well as the League of Infuriated Nerds. We really want to get that project started, so send a, send a nerd rant and use it to promote your own show. It's a cross-promotion, completely free of charge. Just send a 5- to 10-minute rant about something you don't like about nerd culture to fatlulzradio at gmail.com with subject nerd rant in the title. It looks like we're going to be able to get that project up and going pretty soon. So Yeah. We are also available on iTunes, <clears throat> SoundCloud, Google Play Music, TuneIn, and all your favorite podcast apps, because once you're on iTunes, you're, you're on fucking, fucking everywhere. everything. So share this episode with a friend if you can. Share the previous episodes, especially the Lonnie episode, because fucking Bigfoot, dude. Yeah, He's Bigfoot, real. owls, exactly, exactly. bananas. Penises, <laughs> just dicks everywhere. Dicks, fucking dicks upon dicks upon dicks. That's gonna be the name of the episode. Dicks upon dicks. <laughs> oh shit! Episode thirteen. You know, episode twelve was the worst episode ever. This is a close fucking second, but <laughs> yeah, that's perfectly fine. So, uh, yep. if you're an MCR fan, uh, don't ever write about necrophilia. It's fucked up, and you shouldn't do it. <laughs> uh, if you're obsessed with stalker, don't do that. Uh, if you are going to do drugs, listen to those PSAs, and just be a social farter. And kill yourself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like everybody else. Exactly. Uh, so, yeah, thank you very much for listening to this week, and uh, we will see you next week for the weekly service of The Church Absurd. As always, go in peace and, and tear, tear the, the world to pieces! <laughs>sure it's one of your favorites too i paid my dues time after time i've done my sentence but committed no crime except for hunting bigfoot that's kind of a and bad mistakes i've made a few I've had my share of sand kicked in my face, but I've come through. We caught a Bigfoot, my friend, and we'll keep on hunting till the end. We caught a Bigfoot. We caught a Bigfoot, 
No time for losers, cause we caught a big foot off grid. I've taken my bows and my curtain calls. You bought me fame and fortune and living meme status. I thank you all. But it's been no bed of roses. Plenty of unsuccessful hunts. I consider it a challenge before the whole human race and I ain't gonna lose. Because we caught a big foot, my friend. And we'll keep on hunting till the end. Everybody, we caught a big foot. We caught a big foot. No time for losers, cause we caught a big foot. Off grid. Thank you guys so much for listening to me singing. It means the world to me. That sounded terrible. We're gonna get there, folks. One day we'll be singing this song and it'll be 100% true. Lonnie, Bigfoot's not real. One more time, folks. We caught a Bigfoot. No, you didn't. No time for losers, cause we caught a Bigfoot. Lonnie, you have some serious issues.